health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. You've chosen to get sinus surgery, sometimes referred to as endoscopic sinus surgery, and now your day is here and you're wondering what the procedure is going to be like, even though you're probably not even going to know what is going on, but you might be curious nonetheless. We're talking with Dr. Richard Orlandi. He's one of the experts at University of Utah Healthcare in this type of procedure. So what I'd like to do is go step through step in this procedure. This is the play-by-play from leaving the waiting room to entering the recovery room. So let's go ahead and go. I'm in the waiting room. Somebody comes out and says, Scott, it's time for your surgery. And you're so excited at that point. <laughs> yes, because because as you said, people that suffer from this condition, it can really change their lives. You're going to feel better. This is the first step. All right, good. So they're going to take you back uh, to a room where um, you're going to put one of those really fancy gowns on. and uh, But beyond that, um, you're going to, you know, standard things for surgery. You're going to get an IV. Uh, the anesthesiologist is going to visit with you. Uh, the surgeon will come visit with you to make sure you have no last minute questions, you or your family members. And then um, very often you'll get a little bit of sedation. And at this point, this is where you typically stop remembering things. Yeah, okay. And um, they'll wheel you into the um, operating room. Um, in the operating room, obviously, um, we'll position you on the operating room table. The anesthesiologist will uh, put you to sleep. And from that point on, um, what we are typically doing is getting the nose ready for the sinus surgery. We want to um, control the bleeding. And as as anyone who's had a nosebleed, which is all of us, knows the nose can actually really bleed. And so a lot of the things that we're doing at the beginning of the procedure are targeted at decreasing uh, the blood flow into the nose. We use medications uh, like Afrin or Dristan which uh, shrink down the blood vessels. And we also use some injected medications while you're asleep near blood vessels to cause those blood vessels to shrink down so that we don't get as much bleeding during the surgery. All right. So you're controlling bleeding. What are some of the other things you're doing before you actually go in and do the procedure? So obviously getting all the equipment ready and we've got wonderful staff that take care of that. An operating room is really a team sport. And so uh, everyone's doing their different jobs. Um, and once we assure the equipment's all ready, the patient's asleep, we verify what we're doing and uh, make sure all the safety measures are in place. And we've uh, gone ahead and, and gotten the blood flow to the nose uh, uh, slowed down. Then what we're going to do is look inside the nose, um, verify everything with our imaging studies. We usually have, well, we always have our CAT scans in the operating room with us and verify our, our plan. And then we, uh, then we start. And what does this device look like that actually does the work? The yeah. endoscopic device. That's it, a, what's it called? It's a really good question. So the endoscope or the nasal telescope is this fiber optic type scope that we're looking through. We're typically projecting that through a high definition camera onto a, a large screen where we can actually see uh, the images magnified inside the nose. Um, that thing's about the size of a pencil. Mm-hmm. And so um, that goes in the nose. And then there's uh, a variety of equipment that goes alongside that to help open the sinuses and do the work that uh, we need to do. It's a little bit like going to the dentist's office and they've got that whole tray of instrumentation that's going to do all the mean things that they do to your teeth. Well, we're going to do those same sort of mean things to your nose with you asleep. And we have probably 50 or 60 different pieces of equipment that will um, cut in different uh, shapes and different angles and so forth to get those sinuses open. One of the devices that we use actually um, will um, 
bring tissue into the, a shaft of an instrument and then cut it off like a little spinning uh, guillotine at the end. I don't know how to better describe it. Science kind of, sounds kind of scary, but um, that helps to get rid of polyps and things like that that are, that are growing inside the nose, excess tissue that, uh, that we want to get rid of. So the old way of doing this before the endoscopic way is you had to make cuts, and, and, but, but you're, you're, this is completely non-invasive. Yeah, this is, well, it's invasive in the sense that we're cutting, but it's not invasive in in that um, it's very targeted. It's not microscopic, but it's almost microscopic because the, the image that we see is so magnified. So the the, uh, the the surgery that we do is very precise, it's very targeted, um, and we really leave the rest of the nose and sinuses alone that don't need anything done so that there's no trauma there and less opportunity for scarring. Does it just amaze you every time you do this procedure that you're able to do this procedure? It's, it is amazing me. It's, uh, I guess you get used to it after a few years, right? But um, it, it's, it's pretty cool what we're able to do in such a targeted and really minimally invasive way. Yeah. All right. So uh, the procedure has been done. It sounds like you, you planned out how you wanted to open things up and you've opened things up. What do you do at that point? So once we've finished with what we set out to do, um, we'll make sure that the bleeding again is under control and then we'll wake the patient up. Some surgeons will place uh, a dissolvable packing in the nose to try to control the bleeding and just use pressure. Um, others of us will put a, um, a material in the nose that will decrease that bleeding and then remove that right after the patient's woken up in the operating room so that the patient leaves the operating room without any packing in their nose. So it, it, am I aware now that I'm leaving the operating room? Uh, unfortunately, you're probably not going to become aware for about another hour okay. uh, because of the anesthetic that you've gotten, but patients will be taken to the recovery room. They'll recover there under the care of our great nurses, and then they'll go to a second stage and they begin to reco- begin to remember at that point. That's usually when a family member will join them. Yeah. How, how much time elapses after you're taken out of the OR until you kind of are conscious again? Usually it, it varies, um, sure. but, it, but it's but it's probably about 45 minutes on average. Okay. And then at that point, am I able to go home or? Usually we have you spend another half hour to 45 minutes with us, just having a little something to eat, make sure you're okay, more of the anesthetics worn off. And then at that point, when you're safe to go, um, you'll be taken home by a family member or, or a loved one. So after the surgery is done and I'm back home the same day in many cases, uh, do I need to have somebody there with me at that point through the night? Because it's been a general anesthesia, uh, you want it and you've been completely asleep, that, that anesthesia effect is going to last for about 24 hours. And it would be wise to have someone uh, at home with you for during that time. What about other aspects of the recovery? Can, can they assist in that or are those things I can do? No, those are things that you pretty much can do. But uh, just to have someone there to help you um, not make bad decisions is always a good idea. Fascinating procedure. And then the, the recovery begins. Exactly. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts? So it's important to remember surgery is, it's really scary. Um, and the surgeries, this particular surgery has been around now for roughly 30 years. Uh, we've been doing it for many, many years and feel comfortable with it. And you're really going to be taken care of by a room full of experts um, um, with nursing and anesthesia and your surgeon. And I hope that this information has been helpful to people to help uh, maybe help you deal with some of that anxiety. And of course, if you ever have any questions, uh, make sure you ask your surgeon and, and, and get all the answers to your questions. Make sure all your concerns are addressed before you, you undertake the surgery. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.